Hello, and welcome to the NCC Audio Podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you to improve your podcast so you can grow your audience. And I'm your host, Nick Chamberlain. You may have noticed I haven't posted a podcast in about four weeks. And that's because, you know what, I was not firm in my commitment to schedule out time. So there we go. I talk about one of the most important things you can do to improve your podcast is to schedule a recording time every single week so you do not miss a recording. And better yet, to batch record those bad boys. But you know what? It's hard. It's easier said than done. I technically don't have another podcast today, but I was invited by Hired Texas, a nonprofit organization here in Texas that helps people to become employed again, helps them to find jobs. And I was invited to give a presentation on podcasting. And so I am going to let you all listen to my very first presentation ever. So please be kind to me and... There might have been a couple of rough spots, but I did provide a lot of great information. And I do have a slideshow that I can share with you. And if you're interested in that, please reach out to me, nick at nccaudio.com. And I can send you all the slides of everything that you're about to hear. Oh, and what is this presentation on? Well, here's a short little recap. I'm going over podcasting 101. I just talk about the four aspects of podcasting, and I break that down into pre-production, production, production, post-production, and publishing. The four Ps of podcasting. Why did I come up with the four Ps? Because Ps are super annoying to remove out of your recording. I don't know. But it kind of all makes sense. So I go through those. I talk about the value of podcasting and understanding the purpose of your podcast. Then we get into the pre-production, outlining your show, as well as picking out the equipment you need. And I talk about best practices on publishing and distributing your podcast. So now, without further ado, let's listen to the presentation. Here we go. Can everyone see this? Just a little thumbs up. Perfect. Thank you so much. So here we go. So a little bit about me. I, my name is Nick Chamberlain. Hello. I'm the owner of NCC Audio Podcast Solutions. It's a podcast production company. I help people to launch and produce their podcasts. And how did I get into this? It's kind of a funny story. I went to college at Texas State University originally to be to become a percussion performance major. But then halfway throughout my degree, I realized I don't want to be in a, I don't want to play in a symphony orchestra, play, be a band director. So I made a transition to their sound recording technology program. And so that led me to go through a four year program in two and a half years. And I graduated college and now I was a full time audio engineer. And I just learned the last two and a half years. So here we go. <laughs> What am I supposed to do as an audio engineer and percussion performance? Luckily for me, I was doing a lot of job searching. Like that was my full-time job was to look for a job eight to five. I sent out thousands of resumes and I finally got a job at this nonprofit organization in San Diego. And here I would engineer 10 hours of live radio weekly and produce three podcasts for them. So around 18 episodes a week, I was just behind the scenes cranking out podcasts and learning everything about podcasting and the radio industry. 
And so I did that from 2014 to 2021. And in the meantime, I got married and had two kids, tried to figure out how to make more money to support a family in Southern California, which was very hard. And so I was doing some freelance work, doing all things audio from recording, mixing, mastering bands to helping video production companies with their audio to helping some individuals um, with their podcast productions. After reading business books and listening to business podcasts, I just niched down to podcast production for a business standpoint. Now, I'm also additionally, I'm the host of the NCC Audio podcast, so I help people to plan and to produce their podcasts by talking about it on my podcast. So let's get into this. What will we be covering? We'll be covering what a podcast is, why they're valuable. We'll be talking about the understanding of the purpose of your podcast, as well as the two main types of podcasts out there to produce. And I'm also going to go through the podcast production process of like the steps it takes from pre like planning out your show all the way to getting it published on Apple podcasts. And then we'll go through some best practices. There's a lot of material to cover. So I'm going to be kind of quick about this. You will get all the slides at the end of the presentation. So you can go back through and in case you missed anything, or if you want to take additional notes. So a podcast is a recorded audio file that is distributed via an RSS feed to a various platforms such as your website, your email list, or other platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere where you listen to podcasts. So it is one of the great thing about podcasting is it's an amazing form of media that allows you allows for your listeners to really know, like, and trust you. And we'll learn more about that as we go through this presentation. So why are podcasts valuable? Well, how often do you get to speak directly to someone inside their own head so you can share your stories and your messages? Well, now you can do that in a non-creepy way with the power of podcasting. So it also allows you to dig deep into your subject and become an authority at it. So whatever you enjoy talking about, you can research and really come to understand what it is that you like to speak about. And of course, when people are listening to you, they come to understand, oh, this person, they understand what they're talking about. And so it gives you more of an authority behind the subject you're talking about. It's also a great way to network and connect with other individuals in your industry. And it allows you to connect with people and influencers you normally wouldn't be able to communicate with. If there's someone you really want to speak with in your industry, but they're just, they're high up there and they're difficult to reach out to. But then if you reach out to them and you show them, I have 50 podcasts here. I've interviewed all these people. Would you like to be a guest on my podcast? And people are very flattered when you ask them to be on their podcast. So it's a win-win for you and for your guests to be on your podcast. And it's also a great way for content marketing. So if you have a blog or a website, every time you post your podcast or do a transcript, you're going to be showing up in your on Google, and it allows people to really come to find you more on the internet. 
And of course, it is fun and it's entertaining and it will help you boost your communication skills. Because I remember two years ago, I decided I wanted to start a podcast, but I do not like speaking. Like I, I'm not very good at it, but through a year of doing it, I have learned to communicate a little better and it always helps me to, when I go back and listen to myself, I was like, oh, that's where I made a mistake and that's how I can improve my communication skills as well. So before you start your podcast, it's very important to understand your purpose of your podcast and to do a bunch of brainstorming and plan out your podcast. That was one mistake I had before I started my podcast. I just kind of got into it and just started talking about the things I liked. And then I was 25 episodes into it. Some people were listening and I was like, well, this is not what I want to be talking about anymore. I want to like transition. And then your ideal audience there, it's hard for them to follow along if you don't have your podcast planned out before the beginning. And so, and also figuring out your ideal listener and then your mission statement behind your podcast, it'll help you stay on track each and every episode. So, and it will attract your ideal audience. So you don't have a bunch of different people coming in and listening, which is fine. And it will help you to promote and to grow your show. So let's get into the different types of podcasts. There are two main types of podcasts. You have your conversational style podcast and your storytelling podcast. So in the conversational style, this is most podcasts out there nowadays. Uh, I've broken this down into three subcategories. You have your monologue style, your interview, and your panel. A monologue is just you and the microphone just recording yourself and having your audience listen to you. The interview style is when you bring on a guest, you ask your guest questions, and you have a conversation. And a panel is usually when you have three or more people just talking about a specific specific topic. And of course, the more people you have, the more challenging the production will be on recording, scheduling, and post-production and all the editing. And the other format of podcasts you'll run to are the storytelling narrative. So you have your seasonal narrative, your episodic narrative, and your multiple narratives. A seasonal narrative is when you have one story that you develop over an entire season. instead of, And then an episodic narrative is when you have one complete story in every episode. So you have a beginning, middle, end, a conclusion to the story, and there are no seasons there. And then the third main type of storytelling is your multiple narratives. And that's when you have multiple stories in one episode, and all the stories usually follow one theme. Awesome. So now let's get into discussing the podcast production process. This is the actual creation of your podcast. So in the pre-production process, this is where you outline your show template. You figure out how each show is going to be run. So you you need to understand, you okay, this is my intro. This is where I have my call to action at the beginning. This is the main body of my podcast. It's like, how do you want your podcast to be formatted throughout the body? And then this is what I will say in the conclusion each time. So every time you start a new 
you go to record a new episode, you have your show template ready to go that you just fill out. And in this process, you're also preparing, if you have the interview style podcast, you're preparing your guests to be on your show, you're scheduling it out, you're doing all the work beforehand before you start recording. And of course, you want to make sure each episode is in line with your podcast's why and is centered around your ideal listener. Now, let's get into the production part of podcasting. This is the actual recording of your podcast. There are three main ways to record a podcast. I'm going to go from simple to complex. So the first way is your you have your USB microphone and you plug that directly into your computer. The second way is you have your microphone with an and then you plug that directly into your audio interface and then you plug that into your computer. And then the third way is to have your microphone and you plug that into your portable recording device to record. And then you'll have to take the SD card out of your portable recording device and put that into your computer so then you could edit and do all the post-production process, which we'll learn in a little bit. So back to the USB and computer option. This is gonna be the quickest way to get a decent recording into your computer. And it's pretty much a one-step solution. So here are three different options right here. And I'm pretty much, the Audio-Technica, that's going to be the, or this is going to be like your main entry into the US that sound decent. There are other options out here, but these three options, they sound, sound good. I think the Audio-Technica sounds a little better than the Blue Yeti because the Blue Yeti is it picks up a lot of sound it picks up a lot of <laughs> quiet noises because it's a condenser but we'll get into that i don't want to get <laughs> too far ahead of us with technical details so if you want a s simple plug and play option these are three great options let's see here and now we're going to get into recording option number two if you are looking to produce a high quality podcast from your home, this is the option that you will want to go with. This setup also allows you to grow with your show. You can always change or upgrade your microphone or you could change and upgrade your audio interface. So depending on how many people you want to record or at the quality you want to record, this recording option is great. So you have your microphone, and you plug that into your audio interface, and then you plug that into your computer. This was the most confusing aspect for me when I first got into podcasting, was to understand these three elements. But we will dig into this a little more, but I also don't want to confuse you all too much if this is the very first time y'all are hearing any of this, but we can do it. So just a little more about microphones. When you start Googling microphones, which microphones do I choose? You'll have two main types of microphones. You'll have your dynamic microphone and your condenser microphone. A dynamic microphone, this will probably be the best option for podcasting because it doesn't pick up all the noise in the background while a condenser microphone does. A condenser microphone is very sensitive. So if you have a loud room with a bunch of 
computer elements or the AC is really loud, it'll pick up everything. While a dynamic microphone, it's not, they're not as sensitive. And so that's why you'll hear most people using a dynamic microphone on their podcast and in the recording and in the, not recording studio, the, the radio industry. Alrighty, so let's look at some examples of dynamic microphones. So right now, if you saw what I was using, I was using a Shure SM57. It's like this Shure SM58 here, except there's no pop filter built in, so that's why I was using this big pop filter in front of my face. But the Shure SM58, it's it's great. And then Rode came out with their own $99 pod mic right here. It also sounds great. And then you'll probably notice if you watch most YouTubers who have a podcast, they're all using this Shure SM7B. It gets a little more pricier. And then the RE20, that's your radio standard go-to broadcasting microphone. So there are options for you for your budget. So here are some examples of condenser microphones, just so you know they're out there. If you do want just a very clear podcast with all of the intimate mouth noises and breaths and you just want the audience or listening to really just just enjoy the quality of your voice then i would go with a condenser microphone there are thousands and thousands upon microphones to choose from here are just three options to choose from for a condenser microphone just so you can be aware of them so you go from your microphone and now we need to plug those into your audio interface so this is what allows you to convert your microphone's electrical signal into a digital signal. And so this is how you record your microphone into your computer. And you can see here, these are two simple audio interfaces. They allow for two separate microphones to be plugged into your computer. And these can get as advanced as 88 inputs to an entire <laughs> soundboard with all the inputs and outputs that you need. But if you're starting a podcast, I would highly suggest sticking to a simple, easy to use audio interface, such as the Focusrite Scarlett or the PreSonus Studio 24C. So I hope that makes sense there. Now you have your, your microphone and then you have your audio interface but then how do you actually record into your computer? Well, that's where digital audio workstations come into play. These are computer applications that are needed to record your audio into your computer. And you need these whether you have the USB microphone or your microphone that is plugged into your audio interface. I like to start people on a, the free versions, so you can learn and understand how they work. So if you have a PC or a Mac, you can use Audacity. Audacity is a free software that allows you to record using your recording equipment. If you have a Mac, GarageBand is a great option for you as well. It's free and it's there's a learning curve to it, but it's a high quality digital audio workstation. And if you want something a little more advanced that's very affordable, then I would suggest Reaper. It's also available on PC and Mac. They have a 60-day free trial. And after that, it's 
pretty much unlimited free trials, except you have to keep clicking, still evaluating, still evaluating. But if you pay $60, you can use it for the rest of your life. And the program that I use personally is Adobe Audition because it has all the advanced features that I need for when I'm editing and producing podcasts. It allows me to automate my workflow. Unfortunately, it's $30 a month indefinitely. So I always have to plan for that in my budget. So let's get into the third option of recording your podcast. And this is gonna be when you have your microphone and your portable recording device. This allows you to record on the go, mobile, or if you just don't wanna deal with a computer, you can plug your microphone directly into your handheld portable recording device and it records on an SD card and you just remove the SD card and you plug it into your computer and then that's how you would access your files. So you could edit and do all the post production. So when it comes to podcast equipment, there's a couple more things that you need to be aware of that you might not think about. So here we have, there are three different styles of stands that you might want to use. You have your tabletop mic stand. You can place that directly in front of you. You have your tripod mic stand. That's what I'm using right now. And you have your boom arm mic stand and that you can attach to the side of your desk and it allows you to have your setup ready to go at all times. And then eventually you'll come to see that, wow, my recording has a bunch of plosives and pops from my P's and B's and I'm tired of, I'm tired of removing those in the post-production process. So you can buy something like a pop filter so it present, prevents that from occurring in your recording. And you're like that, but then you start to Google pop filters, you'll notice there are a bunch of pop filters to choose from. So you have your mesh style, your metal, and your windscreen. I would just, if you go to something like sweetwater.com, B&H Photo, just, or just Google pop filter, you just need, or go to um, Guitar Center, a $20 mesh pop filter is all that you will need I just gave you the different options here, just in case you see them. A metal pop filter is gonna be more for a recording studio. Um, you probably don't need that high of quality pop filter for podcasting. And of course, each microphone will have a, you can have a unique windscreen that you can place right on top of the microphone. Just in case you've seen those on some people's microphone, they're called windscreens and they do re reduce the plosives as well. Another thing that you'll want to probably invest in are some headphones, because if you saw the USB microphones, you have a headphone input in those and the audio interface, so they have a headphone input as well, as well as your portable recording device. You have to plug in headphones. You could use your normal earbuds, but if you wanna wear something comfortable, and especially if you have your audio interface, you need a quarter inch to go into the headphone input so you can listen to yourself while you're recording. And it's very important to have your speakers turned off and your headphones on if you're doing a remote recording. So you don't get your guest recording, uh, your guest voice going into your recording. So these are pretty, you can go anywhere from $100 starting off Headphones all the way up to, I found they're like $5,000 for headphones. 
but <laughs> you probably don't need those. So we'll just stick with these. Now let's get into part three of the podcast production process. This is the post-production process. So step one was pre-production, planning your podcast. Step two is the production, actually recording your podcast. And here, three, part three is the post-production process. This is where you're most likely going to have your biggest learning curve. And like it's going to take a long time to figure out. And this is where someone like me comes in and I take over all of this editing, mixing, and mastering. But of course, if someone's just starting off on podcasting, I would it's great to learn and how this works. So you can do it on your own. And then eventually, if you do build up your podcast, you can hopefully send it off for someone else to edit and produce it. So let's get into this. The editing process is when you remove everything that you don't want in your podcast. Example, your verbal hiccups, your ums, your repeats, your children crying in the background when they come running in and bursting through the door. In post-production, you can go and remove all of that. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about it. And then you have to get into the process I called mixing. And this is when you go through, you add your musical elements, your voiceover elements. And this is where you take Pretty much you use all the tools that you need to make it so your podcast is not too quiet or too loud. And you go through the process and using tools such as compressors, equalization, limiters, and your noise reduction tools. So pretty much anything to make your podcast pristine and high quality. This is where you do all of that processing. And then after you do your editing and you're mixing and everything sounds great, you're going to have a bunch of cuts in your file. You're going to have your musical elements, and you have to bounce all of those down and consolidate your files into one new file. And this one new audio file, you have to go ahead and look at the levels, and you have to determine whether or not it needs additional processing. So it can be up to, I like to follow Apple Podcast standards, and so when you have your digital audio workstation up and running, you can put in tools and you can see the loudness of your podcast and Apple Podcasts suggests it to be around negative 16 LUFS. And this is where you also convert your file into your MP3. So then you can take that MP3 and upload it to your hosting site. Okay, I know this is probably just a lot right now, and so what I'm doing, I'm creating a YouTube channel where I'm going to be showing people step by step on how to do each of this process so they can learn and how to do it on their own. And it makes more sense when you're watching someone do it than just listening to someone like what you're doing right now, explain what the process is. So feel free to go to the NCC Audio YouTube channel, subscribe, and if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me. I'll give you all my contact information at the end of this presentation. So after the post-production process and you have that file ready to go and you're ready to submit that podcast for the whole world to hear, you have to now upload it to your hosting site. And so your hosting site provides your RSS feed, which is how you will... Yeah, this is which is how your podcast updates 
all on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher, <laughs> iHeartRadio, anything, any platform that you listen to podcasts on. Basically, they are taking the data from your RSS feed, and every time you upload it to your hosting site, it updates, which then updates all the other platforms. So that is distribution. And so I went to a podcast conference two weeks ago, and the I went to a talk, and they were telling me the number one way a podcast is discovered is when it is recommended by friends or family. And of course, you need to make it easy for someone to recommend and to find your podcast. And so the top three places to have your podcast currently is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and actually YouTube, which was surprising. But of course, as long as you have an Apple Podcast and Spotify, all the other podcast platforms, they will pick up on the RSS feed and you will be on their platform as well. So when you do get to the process of submitting your podcast to Apple Podcasts, I have the steps listed here. So you can save this presentation and save the slides and just go step by step on how to do this. So this is the step for Apple Podcasts. And the next slide is are the steps for Spotify. And, and I also gave these the steps for how to submit to Google Podcasts. So they all pretty much follow the same thing. Basically, you go, you can copy these URLs, but also any platform that you want to be on, you can Google how to submit podcasts to X platform and you will find the link you click the link and you pretty much just submit your show, you submit your RSS feed, and it will take 24 hours usually to be approved and to be on their platform. Some platforms have a little more, are a little more difficult to go through, but as long as you're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, those are the two big platforms that you want to be on. Cool. Now we're getting into just some good old tips and tricks here. So here are some best practices to grow your show. It is most important to know exactly who your audience is and know why they are there. Make it easy for them to recommend. Be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And honestly, Facebook is still the largest platform out there. So we suggest that you still have your own page there and promoting your podcast there. Of course, on and an additional, and of course, on all your other social media sites. And if you can, have a website dedicated to your podcast. So then you can have a blog there and upload each episode there. You have all your show notes there and you can your transcriptions there. And it's a great way to boost your search engine optimization and to be found on Google. So I've never been. I yeah I remember growing up I would Google myself on <laughs> Nick Chamberlain on Google <laughs> and always wonder if you're there, but now there are millions of Nick Chamberlains. But then after doing my podcast for over two years, you can type my name in Nick Chamberlain, and my business now is one of the ones that show up there, and I contribute that to having my podcast there and posting each podcast episode there. And every time I do, my name shows up 
in the on the Google search machine. So that's pretty cool. Um, most importantly, you need to master your craft. Be the best host you can be. Know the information that you're talking about. And edit your podcast. Remove your verbal hiccups. Make it sound as professional as possible. Uh, a tip that I was told is get a transcript of your show and read it. And it'll be very alarming because you're like, oh, wow, that's how I talk in real life. I have some more work to do. <laughs> but no worries on that. And of course, planning and committing and being cons consistent is going to be key to the growth of your show. Podcasting is a lot of work. It's You're not going to see benefits right away. It's... It's going to be after a year or two years where you really start to see some benefit from it. And it's most important to plan a time each week or each month and commit and be consistent. All righty. Here are some additional ways to grow your show. So after you have your show up and running and you want to start growing it a little more and sharing it and getting it out there in the world, you can do some cross promotions. There are a bunch of Facebook groups for full of podcasters, and those podcasters are always looking to get on other people's podcasts. But it's most important, but it'd be best to find other podcasts that are in your specific podcast industry and get to know those other podcasters in that industry and then interview them. Have them on your show, and then you can be on their show and you cross-promote each other's show. Another way is to book book guests with a large media presence and have them invite them onto your podcast and then when they're on their their your podcast they can then promote that show to their audience and of course write your blogs and promote your show on your website and all your social media ads and if you another way is to buy ads well if you want and the best place to buy ads are going to be in warm markets such as platforms such as Spotify, Podcast Addict, Overcast, Player FM, because these are platforms where people are listening to podcasts. And so it's easier to get them from those platforms to listen to your podcast. Because if you're doing ads on Facebook, it's hard to get people off of the Facebook platform onto another platform to listen to your podcast. So if you are going to spend money on ads, I would do it in a warm market, such as a podcast platform, such as these that I have listed. And here are a couple of ways to monetize your podcast. Of course, we could do an entire hour presentation, really digging deep into each of these, but I'm just going to go over a brief um, aspect on these. So it's better to, so your sponsor and advertisement is going to be the main way on monetizing your show it's not the easiest way but it's like the most common way you can think about but the better you understand your show and your audience the easier it's going to be to pick a sponsor and for a sponsor to realize this show is good for their audience the second way to make money is through affiliate marketing you can promote the tools you use and ask the listeners to click your affiliate link uh, to purchase those tools. And then, of course, the third way is right now my favorite way is you can market your products and your services. 
So if you're an author, you can promote your book in every episode. If you're a speaker, you can promote your speaking gig on each episode. Or if you're a business coach, you're, you can utilize podcasting as one in one of your top of funnel marketing strategies to get them to sign up for one of your services or one of your resources so you can get them on your emailing list and they'll be a warm client. So then you can hopefully sell your services that way. All right, we're almost done here. We have a, a couple more slides to go through. I'm going, here are some tips for launching a podcast. So if you're one of the lucky people in the world and you already have a large audience, then it's going to be use that to your benefit when you're launching your podcast. So leverage the audience that you currently have. Go ahead and do some market research. Use your email list or social media to ask questions and submit polls so you can actually understand what your audience wants to hear and what they want to listen to rather than just hoping that whatever you're saying is what people want to hear. So if you know exactly what people want to hear before you launch your podcast, that's going to be key to a good launch. And then... Promote the launch of your podcast the same same way you would promote the premiere of a movie. So have, you know, half a year before, you know, or a couple months before, just keep promoting new show coming out, new show coming out, and just kind of hype it up. And then, so by the time you launch your show, people will already know about it and they're excited to go listen to your first episode. But let's just say you have zero audience. How are you going to launch it? It's very important here that you have your very specific topic, idea, and demographic in mind. So when you do go to begin promoting your podcast, your ideal listener will already be more willing to jump in and listen. Another thing I learned was you can pick an underserved podcast category. If you Google a number of podcasts in each category... There are a bunch of resources that will show you the number of podcasts in each category. And the smaller the number, the more you will have the ability to be ranked and shown in that category. So basically, right now, narrow your focus and have just your ideal audience ready to go. And of course, you have to try to do market research. Go to Facebook groups and other groups and just start talking to people and like, what would you like to hear in this specific topic that I would like to talk about? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the NCC Audio Podcast. If you found any of this information useful or helpful, please go ahead and rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much and make sure you stay tuned because in the next episode, we are going to be talking about the podcast movement conference and everything I learned there as well as the future or just the next step in NCC audio. Alrighty, everyone. Thank you so much. Peace out. Peace out.